feeling the presence of the new day, the body sitting here in the shrine room, hearing the sounds of a few birds outside the windows, my voice, the silence between the words, silence around them, permeating them. As we develop the meditation, training the attention to, to rest more and more completely, fully, easefully with this present reality, we slowly and steadily develop this quality of, of an inner spaciousness. The presence of the, the heart, the mind, as a, an open field of awareness, receiving impressions, knowing the sounds of a bird, a human voice, sensations of the body, the feelings of weight, coolness, heat, comfort, discomfort, neutral feelings. Impressions of delight, anxiety, inspiration, complaint, they're all received into the same space. They're all known in this same space. Like all these bodies of ours gathered together in the space of this room, contained, accommodated in the space of this small room. So to our heart accommodates form, feeling, perception, mental formations, consciousness, Inside, outside, coarse and fine, pure and impure, gross and subtle. The heart accommodates it all, takes it all in, knows it, lets it all go. Just as the lungs breathe in the air, takes it all in, extracts the oxygen, Let's go of the carbon dioxide and breathe it out. And just as the oxygen being absorbed into the blood and being taken into those little nifty mitochondria to be the very source of our life, so too when that quality of awareness takes in the patterns of this moment, that moment of knowing,
clear conscious awareness, appamada, heedful awareness. That's the life source. Just as the oxygen is the life source for the body, that appamada, heedful awareness, mindfulness conjoined with wisdom, that's the life source for the heart. What makes us truly alive. That's how the heedful never die. Attending, therefore, to this moment, taking it all in, each moment receiving the impressions of our own mind, our memories and ideas, moods, impressions of the so-called world outside, sights and sounds, smells, tastes. physical activities, we recognize how that all happens here, it's all known here, within the space of this very awareness. It's welcomed into this heart, known right here. It dissolves right here. It's when we lose it, when we lose track of that simplicity, that naturalness, that's when dissonance arises, when there is dukkha. A great meditation master in Thailand, Lumpur Dun, reframed the Four Noble Truths in a very helpful way. said, uh, the mind which goes out in order to satisfy its moods is the cause of dukkha, the cause of suffering. The mind which goes out in order to satisfy its moods is the cause. The result of a mind having gone out to satisfy its moods is dukkha. And that going out can also not just be going out to wonder what kind of bird that is that's singing, going out to my voice to have opinions about what I'm saying, can also be going out to our own memories, out to our own sensations in the body. Whether an impression is, conventionally speaking, coming from outside in the world or inside, in our mind. In this respect, it's all going out. With <coughs> the attention getting lost in the object. So the result of the mind going out 
to satisfy its moods is dukkha, dislocation, dissonance, dissatisfaction. And the mind, clearly knowing the mind, is the path leading out of dukkha. The mind, clearly knowing the mind, that is the path. The way leading out of dukkha. And then, lastly, the result of the mind clearly knowing the mind is the cessation of dukkha. So we can see this. We can witness this pattern. Apply this method very easily, simply, directly. The mind knowing the mind, that's the cure. That's the medicine. Knowing the mind, trying to grasp hold of a memory. Knowing the mind as it tenses up against a, an uncomfortable feeling. Knowing the mind as it tries, as it tries to hold a a beautiful idea, an exquisite fantasy. That which knows the mind doing that, that's the path. And Pochai used to say, 50 or 70% of the practice is knowing that you should let go and not being able to. We know there's grasping going on. We know we're addicted. We know there's a habit. We can't stop the habit right now, but we know it's there. But that knowing is the path. That is what erodes the habit, which, that which frees the heart from the addiction. Simple, clear, unbiased, open-hearted knowing. And part of our difficulties are that we've, we've already gone out to satisfy our moods before we even realize anything's happening at all. 
when there's pamada, heedlessness, avijja, not knowing, nascience, not seeing clearly, we're already gone. We're off in a mood, buying into an excitement, an anxiety, a plan, an explanation, an opinion. We're already gone. We don't realize there's a going out in order to satisfy a mood. The heart is gone. It's born already. Born into a mood, born into the past, the future. Identification with being a woman, being a man, being a monk, being a layperson. Being old, being young, being small, being large, being dark, being light. And the places where we get born most easily the areas where we most easily get lost, entranced, bedazzled. Is when there's emotional strength, when there's an emotional intensity. Something triggers anger or desire, fear, nostalgia. hope, grief. The stronger the emotional trigger, the more easily the heart is born, swept up and born into a condition of, of mind. So fast, we don't even see it happening. So it's helpful for us to become acquainted with uh, the workings of our emotional nature, to get familiar with how grief works, how excitement works, how fear works. Oh, we can use the meditation to explore this in a very direct and practical way. To get familiar with the patterns of how that going out in order to satisfy a mood, how that gets triggered, what its mechanics are. We can unscrew the back and yeah. take a look inside the workings. See how it's all put together. So if there's a particular emotional reaction or pattern that we see within ourselves that we wish to understand, say reactions of fear or 
negativity, criticism or anger. obsessive attachment whatever it might be if we look into our life see where there's a an emotional intensity that we wish to understand that we feel the heart is continually repeatedly entangled by we can quite deliberately pick that up and explore it We begin by bringing attention to the body, feeling the presence of the body in the sitting posture. And first of all, just let the mind be as clear and as relaxed, open, attentive as possible. Letting that internal space of awareness be as uncluttered, open, spacious as can be. So if there's something that we wish to particularly investigate, say we have a a conflicted or tense relationship with our mother, or there's a a loss that we feel great grief over, (coughs) then we deliberately invite that in, not with any complicated and lengthy story, but just with a, a simple trigger word into that space that open fertile space of the heart for example just to bring the word mother or my loss whatever can catalyze can evoke the memory, the presence of that particular attachment. Just invite that in. You know the story already. You don't have to retell it. Just invite that in. My loss. My regret. And then feel as fully and as in an as unbiased a way as possible. Feel the physical reaction. Feel the emotion in the body. Where is it? What are its sensations?
Try not to let the mind go into judgment or explanation or criticism. Just let yourself feel the physical sensations of that emotion. A cramping around the heart, a heat in your belly, clenching of the jaw, whatever it might be, in as wordless and clear a way as possible, just go to that feeling. Notice that physical feeling, the somatic sense. Feel it. Receive it. Participate in it. To the extent that you can, just allow it to be here, to be known, to be felt, to be received. After a few minutes, then going to the breath and bringing attention to the breathing, then use the in-breath to encompass, to enfold, to embrace that feeling, that sensation, whatever it might be. And then with the out-breath, consciously relax. So wherever you've felt that sensations in that pattern of sensation in the body, consciously relax that. Let the out-breath carry that away. So whether it's a tightness between your shoulder blades, vibrations throughout the body, a heat in your neck, your hands, a cramping on the heart, whatever it might be. Just let the out-breath carry that away like the tide of a great river carrying the debris of the day out to the open ocean. Flowing away, relaxing, releasing.
the in-breath gathering it together, the out-breath releasing, relinquishing, letting it dissolve. Again, try to stay with this in as wordless, in as direct, straightforward a way as possible. Not to let the mind move into telling stories or criticizing, judging, commentating. Just to stay with the simple physical sensations, the feeling of the body, the feelings of its tensions, and then they're relinquishing the dissolving of those tensions, the cooling of the heat, the easing of the tightness, the letting go of that grasping. When dealing with strong emotions, the fear of death or the grief of a, the loss of a loved one, regrets over our own actions or resentments over the actions of others, it can take 10 seconds to trigger the emotion and then 40 minutes to relinquish it. But in this kind of practice, it's important to stay with it. Stay with it for as long as it takes to be known, to be released. Steadily, gently, repeatedly. Enfolding it with the in-breath, receiving it, letting it dissolve flowing out to the ocean.
So we stay with it for as long as it takes. Using the breath. So we can use the listening to the inner sound, the nada sound, as a backdrop to this whole process, helping to support that quality of attention, listening and receiving, and to support the letting go, the releasing, the non-entanglement. Though in this kind of practice, it's, it's important to follow it through until the whole system has relaxed once more. The effect of that emotion being launched, it's been born, it's done its thing, then it dissolves. And when finally it has dissolved, its effects of that particular recollection have washed away, and it's important to stay with the sensations of the body, feeling the presence of the body free from that emotional state. In a sense, back where we started from, to come back to that same spacious, open, accommodating, unbiased awareness, vijja, true knowing, Appamada, heedful awareness, awakened awareness. So we come back to that same open space from where we started. To come back to that place where we started and to know that place as if for the first time. So in this process, we've watched the whole cycle of birth and death. The space of the heart before birth, then the conscious birthing of that emotion, that longing, that craving, that poignancy, that grief. We've been with it as it was born, as it lived its life, as it faded. And then we're there after the cessation. It comes from that same space. It dissolves into that same space. We're watching the cycle of birth and death. The heart is aware of the whole cycle of birth and death. And even in its full flourish, the intensity of, of that emotional tone. If we're not lost in the stories of I should have and I shouldn't have and they should and if only and if I could and what about and I need, I've got to. If we lay all of the storying aside and just feel the somatic sense, the felt sense of that emotion even a strong emotional state, grief, the stabbing in the heart of grief or the, the tense heat of anger, 
when we know it directly, when it's felt, received directly, it's not that unbearable. It's a maybe an uncomfortable physical sensation, an extra tension, a clenching in the gut, a quality of heat or restriction in the lungs. But it's amazing how it's not as bad as a migraine or an aching joint even. It's not as bad as a stomachache, toothache. It's uncomfortable, not pleasant, but extraordinarily bearable, surprisingly bearable. And in that receiving of it, that opening of the heart to it, that acceptance of it, not saying that we like it or that we approve of it, or that we can explain it, but just, here it is. This is an attribute of nature. It has this tone, this quality, when it's felt, when it's in its being. It's like this. There's an acceptance. And once the, the heart has truly accepted that quality, then we've also, to some degree, ex accepted where it's come from. Having drunk from the stream, we've drunk from the source of the stream. So to the degree to which we've accepted that sensation, a sensation of grief or anger, desire, we've accepted where it's come from. The heart is in accord with that, to some degree. And having come into accord with where it's come from, in that moment, in that quality of, of acceptance, the causes for our attachment, the causes for our grasping of it, the causes for our being reborn into that again and again, are weakened, are loosened. Having accepted having received, having said, yes, this is part of it. We bring our, our hearts into harmony with it. It's no longer something that's wrong or bad or shouldn't be or the promise over there. The heart feels the rightness the naturalness of it. It comes into alignment with the way things are. It dissolves the causes of dukkha.
Having drunk from the stream, we've drunk from the source of the stream. If we accept the sensations of, of grief, of longing, to some degree we've accepted the source of that. That's known, that's understood, apprehended. And in that very apprehension, that receiving, that knowing, the heart is freed. So in this whole process, we watch that cycle. A condition being born, doing its thing, dissolving. The heart has seen that whole cycle of birth and death arising and ceasing, here, in this very space of awareness, in this very field of experience, here it is. And in this we can see how when we embody that awareness, when there is that unentangled participating in experience, we receive it, know it, relinquish it. There's a vast freedom, a strength, a simplicity that life has that we can we can never find when we're always chasing the the satisfaction of our moods. There's a purity, a simplicity, and an utter normality. It is so rare, but so beautiful. 